0: Hey guys, it's Dennis here with Revog Games And I'm joined always with
1: Josh Revers, all the way in South Africa At, yeah. at midnight, no, yeah. oh, at 1 o'clock in the morning Because my power keeps going out
0: Yeah, and then, uh, also because we have daylight savings over here, it's is it like later than usual for you?
1: I think so, it's like um, It used to be a 9 hour time gap But now I think it's a 10 hour time gap
0: Yeah, um But yeah, this is our weekly games podcast. We talk about all the news and first impressions and rumors and all that stuff in the gaming world. Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about, uh, especially because we were supposed to uh, shoot this last week, but our schedules didn't line up. But now we're here, and actually, kind of a good thing that we waited, because our first topic, we were going to talk about just Forza Horizon 5 and the very very positive reviews it was getting uh ign gave it in like a 10 out of 10 i heard like skill up gave it a really strong recommend just everywhere where i've seen has is just been praising about it and we finally got to play it i mean it launched last night for me um at midnight and i gotta put a good hour into it and then how how much have you put into it
1: What's i well because of that, because my power kept going out today I was able to, also my game kept crashing, but I figured out that that was my antivirus getting in the way. Mm -hmm. That'll most likely be patched out in a few days from now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, from what I was able to look up online, the Game Pass version for PC, at least, was having quite a lot of issues with crashes because it just wasn't corresponding well with other people's antivirus and other Mm -hmm. third-party apps. But after disabling that, uh, game worked perfectly fine for me. I was able to run it um, at high settings with a uh, medium ray tracing, and the game looked great. Uh, it's fantastic. I'm, unfortunately, I couldn't play too much of it, like I said, because of my power going out. But I played the intro tutorial. I got to the point where I got to make my own person,
0: which yeah, I was I thinking, I was
1: like, what? I was so curious. I was like, why? It's a it's a racing game, you know. But then uh, right after I did that, I got thrown into a cutscene, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a cut there's cutscenes in this. Um, all in all, I would say I really, I really enjoy the game, man. It's, uh, there, I like how you can feel the difference in terrain when you go mm-hmm. from like road to gravel to water, etc. Um, yeah, I feel like it, I don't feel the speed in the game, which is unfortunate, but the, the, uh, the driving does feel good. Like you feel like you're in, mm-hmm. in control of the vehicle, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was surprising to me. I mean, look, I I hear all the good reviews and everything. I'll be honest with you. I I am not a driving game fan. Um I, I I was talking to 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 you Josh before we we uh shot the podcast and I said the last real driving game that I actually bought and played was Sega Rally on the Sega Saturn. That's I mean, that's crazy, Dennis. Yeah, that's look, crazy. I've played games that have driving mechanics in it, right? Like uh, Grand Theft Auto or uh, LR Noir, You know what I mean? There's games that I have played that have driving mechanics. One, I'm not good at them. And two, I, I, because I'm not good at them, I, it's just not that fun. Um, so far though, playing this game was such a surprise because I've never played any of these Forza Horizon games or the Forza Motorsport games and I was kind of really shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, and, and I think a lot has to do with the fact that it's not like a realistic car game, right? Yeah. I mean, literally the first thing that happens to you is you're you're in this like
1: uh parachuting yes, on like you're, you're, a volcano to yeah. drive down it.
0: And, and to me there's like this like fun element to it, right? And and the stuff that you were you you were kind of surprised by like, "Oh, create your own character." As someone who is, you know, loves these open-world RPG games or or third-person adventure action RPG games, that's right up my alley, right? Create a story for me. I love different locations. And then make this racing, it's not like super realistic, but it has realistic elements, obviously. And, you know, it's fun. That's that's the only thing I can say is for me as a non-driving game fan, it's fun. And... I'm looking forward, and it's gorgeous. The game looks absolutely great. I have the same graphics card as you do, the uh, yeah. RTX twenty sixty, and uh, I ran it at high. I, I for the most part it was good, but I would get a little slowdown, a little drop frames once in a while. So um, I kind of made it my own custom one that was kind of in between medium and high that I'm playing, going to be playing with. Um, but it looks amazing, you know, the reflections, the lighting, the terrain the models and the cars.
1: One of the things I like that they did, that's actually, I still, I don't know if I I, I like it for now. Maybe I'll hate it in the long run, but the cars stay clean. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like there's a part where you're race, you're literally racing through like a, uh, a sandstorm and your car is still just perfectly shiny. Mm -hmm. It's shining straight through it. I mean, like the cars look beautiful. And I suppose the unrealistic part about that is that they're always shiny and gorgeous Mm -hmm. to look at. And that's, not very realistic but i suppose it's also in in a, in a in a in a way it's nice to be able to see the car clearly at all points in time looking beautiful mm-hmm. you know
0: and you can you can change the perspective like mint there's like five or six different viewpoints right there's yeah, like there's a couple like there's third person but far away and there's third person close up and then there's like steering wheel view, and then there's like windshield view, and then there's like yeah, then there's like um, da- uh, what do you call it? Hood view, and so there's yeah. just like all these different uh, vantage points to give you different feelings. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about? Oh, speaking of the non-realistic thing that makes me happy, the rewind button. <laughs> yeah,
1: the rewind button. So
0: if you mess up um it gives you a chance to kind of rewind to a point where you, before you messed up and, and and try it again they've got markers on where you need to go so for me as like a n- kind of novice not so great uh driving game player it's all good stuff for me so and i i do like this horizon festival thing like i said i've never played any of these horizon games and just or any of these Forza games and and the feeling I'm getting that it's like they're making it feel like this this whole world that you're joining and and to someone who likes these type of things that just makes me it makes it an easier transition I guess from what I'm used to playing to to this driving game.
1: Yeah, it definitely has, well, that festive feeling gives it a, a great sense for the mm-hmm. multiplayer, you know, so people can just jump in and out. You don't even have to play the multiplayer necessarily, you know, uh, the, the the replay function is great because you can, uh, The, I found it useful to train myself in the sense of I would take a corner, did not take the corner well, go back, mm. do it again, didn't take the corner well again, and I, I kept I kept rewinding, taking the same corner over mm-hmm. and over again until I learned when was like the appropriate time to break mm-hmm. or downshift. Um, obviously, you can choose to play in automatic or manual. The game, I think, by default is automatic, but if you wanted to, you could uh, switch it up and play with manual gears, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure it could be fun when you uh, are able to get yourself like a good. Um, a good desk setup with a wheel. I for, uh, there, there's one in specific. I think mm-hmm. I I I don't want to be quoted on it, but uh there's a couple good ones out there that I would recommend for this game. But it, all in all, it's fun. Like it it, it it it's it it runs pretty smooth, um, and the reviews are great. It's just it's that's what I kind of like about it. Is it also reminds me a bit of like steep, slash Riders Republic in the sense of like it's this big it's this big open world map right and you're Mm -hmm. just going to be seeing people driving around the whole time Mm -hmm. and uh, you can and um, you can interact with them so that's pretty cool yeah um
0: you know also uh, this is the beauty and you know people think i'm getting paid by microsoft but i'm not i mean i wish i was but i'm not um the beauty of game pass is this is a game i would not buy okay i mean that's just straight up i because I am not a driving game fan, I am not going to plonk down $60, $70 for a game that I just don't, you know, not that interested in. But I hear all the good reviews. It's essentially free to me, you know, free in the subscription way. Um, so I gave it a chance and I play it and I'm enjoying it. Who's let, Let's see how far it goes. You know, this ultimately will never be one of my favorite games ever just because driving is just not one of my favorite genre of games but yeah. it, it is a quite a good great surprise for me uh same with the and when you speaking of game pass the scent uh, we, we talked about that game a lot uh, this past year one of the big surprises for me I love that game you know what I mean uh just these games sable uh 12 minutes I mean obviously we're getting Halo infinite in, in what a month now I think it's like a month
1: I mean, well, hell, for me, Age of Empires, the new Age of yeah, Empires is but, amazing. I've, I've clocked countless hours into that game just playing, like, 1v1 with friends or 2v2 online, you know?
0: That's a game I'm interested in playing, you know? Uh, I may download and play it sometime. But, yeah, it's just it, they're just killing it uh, in terms of that. It's just.
1: I mean, I, I was going to mention it later, but I guess now's as good as time as any uh they just announced um total war warhammer 3 is going to mm-hmm. be day one exclusive in february next year on game pass mm-hmm. which is a fantastic pc game mm-hmm. um i'm really excited about that because that, that's a it's, it's a difficult game to get into uh, because it's a full-priced game it's always been kind of a barrier there's a difficulty barrier there mm-hmm. it's it's a 60 game but if it's on game pass yeah. then i'm not paying that price then yes there is it's still going to be difficult to get into but i'm getting into it for the price of ten dollars a month you know whilst playing numerous other games on the system i mean the service
0: yeah that's what i'm saying is like there's probably a lot of people like me who aren't into driving games that like hmm forza horizon uh never play the franchise but hey uh let me check it out and i i think I know the other Forza games are on Game Pass, but this is the first Forza game that's like been a day one, right? Yeah. A day one exclusive. So.
1: Well, I don't think Game Pass existed when Horizon 4 came out.
0: Okay. What about motorsports? Because they, they alternate, don't they? Between the, uh, the between the too, two. not too sure. Okay. Anyways. I know the,
1: the, the last Horizon game I played was um, when they teamed up with. Uh, the toy car company hot wheels that was it and they were doing the hot wheels tracks and it was actually really fun
0: you must be speaking of the graphics you must be super excited for fable if you know they're running on this engine i
1: I was gonna say i thank you for reminding me i completely forgot every single time i see how beautiful this world is i just think to myself oh fable i can't wait for fable like just looking at like the trees, the water, the way like just the way the the terrain kind of interacts. Looking at the flamingos earlier and I know the flamingos aren't going to be in fable, you know. Yeah, yeah. But just seeing like wild like like that little bit of wildlife in the game, mm. you know what I mean, it makes me think of fable and how vibrant and full that world is going to be. I'm so excited for that. The game has like I think you said it as well, it doesn't look realistic. Like the graphics are great, but it doesn't look realistic. It almost looks hyper-realistic or like too like, there, there are like certain points that it's like too good to be true you know yeah beautiful but like more beautiful than real life you know
0: yeah. well and also just the way it plays too right your car flies yeah. all over the place
1: um i will i will say the one thing that annoyed me about the game and it's a very small gripe is that it's like your car can smash through trees oh yeah oh, can smash yeah. through bri- brick walls <laughs> oh, yeah. but as soon as you as soon as you hit just a tiny house it's you come to a standstill. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they chose what is allowed to be destructible and Mm. not because it's like, you're literally smashing through like brick walls, you shouldn't be I mean, if you're driving properly, Mm. you shouldn't be, but you are so you you have this idea of like, okay, if I smash into something, there's going to be some physics, but what is a little like, I wouldn't say heartbreaking, but like, um, it breaks the immersion when you get into a car crash and your car doesn't crash, it just, like, stops. Mm-hmm. Like, you hit a certain object, and it's a solid object, an object that looks like it may have been able to break, or you know, it doesn't look like your car would just come to a standstill, you know? Now, I mean, considering the game is, is large and it looks beautiful, there would be no room for, uh, like, a, like, a crashing physics engine anyways. But they, like, I don't know. I feel like they could have at least added, like... Like, when I crash into things, it just stops. There's no, like, yes. rebound or... You know yeah. what I mean, and it's a little unreal. Yeah, you, you know? yeah.
0: When you spin out, you don't really spin it. You know what I mean? Like in mm. real life, your car would flip over
1: multiple. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. very. There's a very. Like they, didn't um... it, they didn't have to make it realistic, but if they just added a little something that made it that, like not look flat, if that makes sense. Because when when your car crashes, it just it just like I said, it's immersion breaking. That's mm. the, that's the the minute it feels like a game to me as soon as I crash because it's mm-hmm. like okay. I just like there's there's no way that that momentum would just stop like that out of nowhere, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. And looking at it the look, I've only like played one or two tracks and like if you look at the reviews and see like how big the actual world is, there's so many tr- tracks to go to. You know, it's so many yeah. different terrains and locations. Like I said, it's very they got for a non-driving genre fan they really hit all the buttons to get me to play this game because you also you're collecting cars and upgrading your cars mm. and customizing your cars, just like an like an rpg you know you're upgrading this and going to different locations like it's like an open world game i hope man. they <laughs> add other
1: vehicles just because Dude, of there's how so big an open many world vehicles but i mean like like atvs and motorcycles mm. you know what i mean like um just because some of the like some of those some of the tracks I was playing in the tutorial in the intro, I was like, oh, this would be so much fun on like an ATV or something, mm-hmm. you know, like a quad bike or or a motorcycle or a dirt bike or something, you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a prior on their priority list because it's it's a car game, but who knows? Maybe one day in the deep future,
0: yeah. that was
1: the case with Burnout Paradise. You know, no one ever thought they would add motorcycles to that game, and then like a year or two after its release, they did.
0: Yeah um all right uh let's move on hopefully maybe if we play it some more we can do like a full-on review later on yeah but that's our first impressions all very well, hopefully very we good.
1: can hop into some multiplayer or something yeah. you know yeah uh, we'll, uh we'll, we'll see what the latency is like
0: yeah um all right let's move on to the next one is elden ring reveals about uh, 20 minutes of gameplay uh yeah looks very good. Look. I said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, the graphics are good, but they're not like amazing. You can see kind of the models and the hair and the clothes and stuff are, are very kind of flat. But really, yeah, playing this game, that's not world. Yeah, the you know? playing this game is not really that the point of it. So this gameplay overview is kind of cool, showing you kind of some of the stealth elements, some of the interaction with characters, like making choices and and you know how to proceed on a particular level the co-op um where where you can play with someone else uh together the the horse as well yeah the horse as well the different bosses there seem to be a lot of like mini bosses uh throughout um these like jumping off points these saving points um
1: I, i will say this is the first video i've seen that's actually given me a deeper understanding of what to expect from the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This entire time, I was expecting Dark Souls, because mm-hmm. it's it's from the guy that made Dark Souls, yeah. and it looks a bit like Dark Souls, you know? So I've been expecting that from the get-go, but after watching the 20-minute like gameplay trailer, it's definitely Dark Souls, but it's like, I can tell that it's easier, which is good. And I don't mean the game is going to be easy. I'm just saying it's going to be easier than Dark Souls, mm-hmm. and thank God, because that is like Look, if you can play Dark Souls and you're and you're great at the game, good for you. But for a lot of people that is a barrier. That is a difficulty barrier that they can't cross. Mm-hmm. Or like it might not be rewarding enough for them. You know what I mean? Whereas this game looks like it looks like there's a learning curve, but it looks like it's a like a good learning mm-hmm. curve. It doesn't look like it's steep. You know, it looks like I feel like it's gonna be a gradual learning curve. The game's gonna the game seems like it'll do a good job of teaching you the mechanics, the core mechanics and how to work around it, you know. Obviously a lot of lock ons, a lot of targeting, a lot of parrying dodge rolls that kind of stuff it it looks fun and like you said like the graphics look the graphics aren't bad let's no no they're not bad they're not bad bad. in in, in no case they at no point in time do they scream next level graphics they do they do look like it would push the ps4 graphics to the limits you know what i mean but it doesn't look like it would do so for the ps5 at least just from looking at it maybe that could also be an art style choice we don't know but but the point is the lore behind this game and the story of the game looks good and we know that it was um
0: george R martin
1: from, who, from from uh yeah uh George R yeah I can never say his name right anyways <laughs> Martin <laughs> who created <Craig laughs> Game uh, of Thrones yeah, yeah and he did this a long time ago obviously the game is going be in production longer than the lore mm-hmm. like he worked on uh the, I just like they showed off one of those like like it was a, a walking pot I don't know if you saw that part yeah yes and it's like such a it's such a weird character design it's so unique and that's what I like about it where it's like yes they could have made a game that looks better but it's like would i have had would i be helping a pot out of the ground a talking pot out of the ground you know what i mean like in this weird like like gothic kind of universe it's so weird like i just want to know more about the world and it's one of those things where if you if anybody's ever played dark souls they do a better job now of kind of doing the story. But when Dark Souls first came out, you didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the lore was so difficult to get into, but it was so rewarding. So I know this game's lore is going to be rewarding, but it looks like it's also going to be a lot more visual. Like, you, I, I, yeah, you're probably going to be reading a lot of books too, but it seems like you'll be visually learning a lot of the lore too, which I think will be nice. But your yeah, uh, gameplay looks sick. Gameplay yeah. looks Like, it just looks top, top tier, you know?
0: That end boss is... It's not the end Mm. boss of the game, but the end boss of the video was badass. It's that king who has like four arms and one of his arms is or one of his hands is a dragon head that he can shoot fire out of. It's pretty badass. There's a lot of like summoning spirits. Um, I don't know. I never played Dark Souls, so I don't know if that's like kind of a staple of Dark Souls. But like in this one, there's a lot of. Summoning spirits and magic and and whatnot and you know I always heard Dark Souls and also Sekiro uh uh what call what is that game called Sekira... Se- Sekiro Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice yes I like I I've always heard those games are like super
1: super hard like how would you you Sekiro you... is a game about parrying like similar to Dark Souls but Sekiro is if you can master the parry in that game mm-hmm. you can master Sekiro you know. Whereas Dark Souls, I'd say, is more about mastering the dodge roll, Mm -hmm. Uh, but both very similar games in essence.
0: Since I haven't played either one of those, where would you compare something like uh, Ghost of Tsushima in terms of difficulty to that?
1: A Oh, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima is still easier than both those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but uh, yeah. like,
0: what's the degree? How much easier is it than Dark Souls and, or Sekiro?
1: Um, this uh, this might be a bit of a, a weird parallel, but I know you played the game. You remember uh, the, the Star Wars game, Jedi Knight? Yes. Um, or the, yeah, well, in the order? most recent one, Fallen right. Order. Fallen Order, yeah. So that that game, on its like. So say, yeah, that game on its hardest difficulty is like maybe normal okay. for Dark Souls okay. slash um, Sekiro. Does that if that makes sense? Okay. If that helps, if that helps you gauge it at all, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's it's ver- well, it's actually it's similar because look, like with with um, Ghost of Tsushima, you're you're also dealing with the parry. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's. Um, ghost of tsushima you can get like chopped up a couple bits of time and recover with with like dark souls you just get you can get one hit ko'd out of nowhere (laughs) like out of nowhere you can just be walking go around a corner see something you shouldn't have seen and then get killed in one hit you know Mm -hmm. it's super unforgiving (laughs) It's, it's difficult it's different it's, it's different to compare it's, it's, it's difficult to compare well, vent, so different.
0: then I'm glad that Elden
1: Ring is not
0: quite as gonna be as difficult as Dark Souls yeah
1: it, it still seems like it'll be difficult but it's gonna teach you the mechanics whereas Dark Souls is just like the game just throws you mm. into it it just throws you into it and you gotta figure it out man mm. um, I mean yeah, it tells you the buttons but just, uh, it doesn't like introduce it slowly you know mm. what I mean uh, this uh, this game definitely is a lot more similar to Dark Souls than anything else. like even the way the character moves and stuff, but more of an emphasis on magic um, which is which Dark Souls got into in the later games like magic like there's like you could you could have like um, a scroll of lightning, for instance, but it seems like like the magic in this game is magic, like real magic, you know what I mean mm-hmm. there was a, not as much of an emphasis on it in the Dark Souls games. Uh, in terms of combat and using it whereas this you're like hailing down arrows from above it looks really epic you know what i mean no uh that just looks beautiful like i think the graphics do look sick i don't know like it well i love the art design i I love the art i would say the textures yeah so it's just the textures don't look like next like the textures look really good like i'm looking at the video again here on my second screen the textures look great well, I sh- sorry, I should say the lighting and the shadows look great, but the textures look a little old, you know? Mm, yes.
0: Textures and then the models, spe- specifically like the hair and the clothing, yeah. they kind of don't I think the flow. hair was a
1: character. I think the hair was a choice. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I but it's, it's that old school. Sco- that's
0: the old school look, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it kind of stiff. It doesn't even yes. like react like real. <laughs> Whenever pieces. I see that, honestly, yeah. I think
0: of PlayStation Two. Like that's. Kind of <laughs> it does kind have that
1: feel, you know. It reminds me of like the old school Dark Souls yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I like it. It also gives it that like miss, like mythical Look, feeling where you're like, graphics, like gravity doesn't apply to your guy. If gra- you can double jump with a horse, then you know gravity doesn't apply to your. Guy. Yeah,
0: graphics are great, but they're they are second to gameplay. You know, gameplay is yeah. number one.
1: Um, this yeah, and this is a game that's going to be focusing on gameplay and lore and story for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to this next one. This one is just more of a rumor that came up. Uh, Rockstar Magazine's Chris Kleppel uh, m- made this claim, I guess, last year. But I guess there's kind of a follow-up to it that that uh, there's a remaster, a remake uh, of Red Dead Redemption. Uh, in the works um, but they, they're they not sure if it's an, a remaster or a remake I, I, I'm i kind of hoping for a remaster because I was one of those people you know Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of my favorite games of all time I think it's a masterpiece I'm one of the few people who thought Red Dead Redemption 1 the first one was good but not great uh, I felt like Red Dead 2 was the one that kind of lived up to the the promises I thought that Red Dead Redemption 1 had made so, I would prefer a remaster where that maybe they add some things and change some things, and you know, not just or sorry, I prefer a remake, not a remaster. I'm telling, I'm yeah. switching them around. Um, so before besides just a graphical enhancement, but like actually adding something and like changing gameplay some enhancements stuff. as yes, well, yeah, yeah, so uh i'd be excited i think
1: think it'll be a remaster i think it's just going to be a retexture and a new engine see i don't know i think it's just i think it's going to be literally the g like what they're doing to the gta trilogy yeah i think it's literally going to be that where it's going to look a little bit better but also fun fact i never played red dead redemption i have played red dead revolver um i can't i don't know which one came first yeah but um I think Red Dead Revolver was its own thing. I remember it having motion controls, possibly. I don't know if that was just me though. I think it was on like the Wii, and you could. Uh, anyways, who knows? Uh, but yeah, most likely, I think it'll be like the GTA trilogy, which is coming out or has just come out. I I, I think the game must be out. Do think uh, we I could don't preload th- the game last week already.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's out yet,
1: but I think it's it's close yeah, soon.
0: But yeah, uh, remaster. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it. Remake, I would. Uh, but yeah. it's still in development. It won't be out for a while. So for somebody like
1: me who never played it, I would I would get it either way. Okay, okay. It um, yeah, speaks spe- spe- because I've never played it.
0: Speaking of games you've played, uh, I haven't gotten this yet. Uh, but we had talked about it before. But you did. I don't know how far you've gotten. But uh, Marvel's Guardians of the
1: Galaxies. Oh yeah. So yeah, I did. What, get What
0: What's your first impression? How far are you in it, and, and how are you liking um, it?
1: Not too far, because it is a, like, uh, it is a, well, it's not, it's not, okay, I can't say it's linear, because it's not, because there are choices you make, but it's mm-hmm. pretty linear, and it's still pretty li- And you, like, you can take different paths mm-hmm. when you're, like, doing missions, but you're still going to kind of end up in the same place, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's still linear in that sense. Um, it's a gr- uh, The story's been fun. I haven't gotten too far in it, because I'm playing it with a friend. Uh, we're both, we're enjoying the story together. So I'm kind of uh probably gonna carry on playing on friday once she gets here uh we've been working through it it's been really enjoyable uh, it's not a ma- by no means is it a masterpiece by no means is it a game that i will remember fondly in five years from now mm-hmm. but it is fun the graphics are really good like real i'm pretty impressed by it um uh, i was using ray tracing for a bit but then i turned it off because i was getting some frame rate drops during combat mm-hmm. um yeah look it like gameplay isn't it's not like Complex gameplay or like I wouldn't even say complex. I would it's not that it doesn't have the most depth the gameplay and the combat But it's enough for you to have fun You know mm-hmm. the story's fun like the banter between the, the the most important thing is the characters I think and the banter between them mm-hmm. and then the soundtrack of course kick ass that we knew the soundtrack was gonna be kick ass but yeah, uh, so far I've been um, Yeah, I, I've played like the first uh, first couple missions I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, like there's not much to say about it. If I had to give it a score, I would give it like a solid 7.5 out of 10.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the reason I don't give it a higher score is just because it's. I don't think it's going to be memorable. It also mm-hmm. doesn't have replayability. Like once, once I finish this game, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to touch it again. Yeah. Except maybe like three years from now when I want to show it to a friend or something, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But that's okay because a lot of my favorite games were like that, you know? I would, I would argue... Well, I mean... Her, the horizon game you could replay if you want, but I never replayed it. I played horizon. I played every single inch of that game, mm-hmm. finished it, loved it, and then never picked it up again. You know what I mean? And I think this is going to be the case where I don't think I'm going to love this game, but at no point in time, am I going to feel like I wasted my money and I paid full price for the game. I feel like I got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. It's not the longest game, but it's entertaining. It's, and, and like at the, at, at the moment I was literally craving a single player story story experience and I got it I've been playing a lot of competitive games a lot of multiplayer competitive games so it was nice it was rewarding it was enjoyable you know
0: Mm -hmm. good good to hear I probably like I said I probably will get this game
1: eventually at some point I just I highly recommend getting it on sale it's it's one of those games where like I if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy it's worth it full price. If you're not a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, the game's not good enough for you to buy it, in my opinion. The reason I'm enjoying it is because it's just hilarious to watch the people talk. Like, you can just stand still, and they'll just crack jokes at each other for, like, 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. You know what I mean? It's, like... And that's the kind of thing that I like about the game. And for some people, if you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to like this game, you know? You might find it fun in the sense of, like, ooh, explosions. You know, the way you might enjoy a Michael Bay movie, but, like... Other than that, yeah. I, w- I would still recommend getting it on sale, even if you're not a fan, because it's fun.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get probably on sale. Like I said before, it was it's a time issue. It's a, There's so many games that I can play. Do you think that it'll come playing... to
1: Game Pass the way that Marvel's did? Or I guess that was a different studio, huh? Or...
0: Uh, well, it's still under Square Enix.
1: Oh, it's okay. D- it's so, yeah,
0: it's a different developer, but it's the same publisher. So,
1: well, a lot of a lot of Square Enix stuff is on Game Pass, so it might be. Who knows? It might it probably, come to Game probably, Pass. Probably, yeah, something.
0: but it'd probably be like a year from now. I, that's my guess. And, yeah, and as of right now, I I could wait a year. The, the I'm, soonest, I'm,
1: soonest I'm, would probably be six months because they're probably contractually locked in. Yeah. To other things, so the soonest, if it was going to be on Game Pass, the soonest would probably be six months from now.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. um, All right. uh, Let's move on to the next one. Oh, this one was kind of just popped up uh, today, which is uh, IGN. uh, What's his name? Uh, He's kind of the main Xbox guy. Um, Why am I blanking on his name? He is just... uh, why do they not put his name <laughs> in in these articles? I'm looking at IGN too. Um, his name, I think his name is like Ryan. Yeah, Ryan McCaffrey. He's like the main ex- Xbox guy for IGN. He flew to Maryland to visit uh, Bethesda Studios, and he had a one-on-one sit-down, probably like a 40-minute interview with uh, Todd Howard. And they talked all kinds of things, but there was kind of two main things that kind of popped up, uh, two slash three, because one had to do with, um, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, like when that was coming out, which doesn't seem like it's going to come out for a long time, but uh, it, uh, he said that he that they had to do starfield now it was like a now or never type of thing like if they didn't do it now they were never gonna do it and so that kind of is what pushed uh skyrim back which i do
1: agree though like if you were gonna do a new ip it it really was like i don't i don't just there just wouldn't be time it would i don't think it's a now or never thing. it's more like a now or 15 to 20 years from now kind of thing which could be never and who knows? You don't know if the company is going to be around for that long or if it'll still be around in 20 years. But I, I agree. It's just if they didn't do the game now, they would not have. Ha- they literally wouldn't have even been able to think about it for like eight or 10 years between Fallout 5 and Elder Scrolls 6. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, which. What's, what's the timeline in Elder Scrolls 6? Is it another.
1: they're they're saying they're they're saying another
0: five or six years right because star starfield's coming out next year right
1: yeah they haven't even started on develop they look they've started on lore Mm -hmm. and world building and things like that for elder scrolls six they probably started on that years ago like all the books and stuff like skyrim had so many books like they're probably working on that kind of stuff but they're they haven't started on development in terms of like engine and stuff like that i highly doubt it
0: yeah well, they're probably gonna use whatever. Remember, they—I uh, forgot the name of their their engine because uh, they they were so like they got bashed for many years because they kept using that engine, and they finally yeah uh, they, all the,
1: all the Fallout games as well yeah. So they finally updated it uh, for Starfield. Fun fact about about that engine, Dennis. Fun fact about that engine in Fallout. I think it was Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Three because the because the game engine couldn't render vehicles well it couldn't figure out transportation or vehicles the trains in the game i think it was it new vegas or fallout 3 one of them had trains in it but the point is the only way that they could get the trains to work was by making them npcs so you're going into a train but if you looked at the resource outside of the game it was literally a train with legs on it (laughs) like human legs were on the train but they were like blocked under just to be able to make it work in their game engine they had to turn the freaking trains into actual entities with legs to move around. Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. The, they've, they've made some odd game engines. That's for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah most, I, I, most I think it was likely called they'll create... use the engine for Starfield.
0: Yeah. So I think it was called like creator engine, if I'm not mistaken. And so yeah. now there's a creator engine too, which obviously looks a lot better. I mean, I think the first one was so outdated and they just kept like, um, instead of making a new one, they kept just kind of, Adding on, like piecemealing, adding on to it yeah. as the years went by. Um, and then.
1: DLC to your game engine.
0: So they finally, uh, yeah, made a creator engine 2, used it for Starfield. I'm assuming that's why they're going to use Elder Scrolls 6. And also, the other topic is Fallout 5. Uh, they said they have a one pager on the idea of what they want for Fallout 5, but don't expect it for many years. Uh, because remember. If, if if Skyrim isn't coming out until, let's say, 2015, 2016, maybe, then <laughs> Fallout 5 is even further down the line, you know? Um, which yeah. kind of, with these timelines, because I thought, you know, when we Microsoft had bought Bethesda, okay, I knew Starfield was coming, but I thought that, you know, realistically okay you have Starfield one I thought Starfield was going to come out this year 2021 I was wrong it's coming out yeah. next year 2022 but I figured in maybe like three years after we'd get get uh, the next Skyrim or Elder Scrolls game I guess uh, Elder Scrolls 6 so I was thinking 2024 2025 but that obviously is, seems a bit uh, too optimistic we're, we're, we're more looking like Twenty, let's see, six, I guess. Yeah, I I think that's probably more realistic. 2026, maybe in 2027. So now that I've seen the timeline, I'm getting further and further away at the idea that Elder Scrolls is going to be (laughs) on a different platform other than than uh xbox and and uh pc i just i feel like at that point think about that think about where game pass is going to be in five years from now like i just dude and and, and cloud gaming you know with xcloud like i mean
1: game pass a year from now is going to be amazing i mean it's already pretty damn good now literally this time next year game pass will be it'll be like it's just going to be the thing yeah. like ever like it's it's weird that i still have to like i wouldn't say convinced but it's weird that i still most of the gamers i know aren't on game pass for pc like at least the ones that are play like i have i have people i have friends who stream for a living or twitch streamers and i just don't get why they wouldn't get game pass you know what i mean um I don't know, but the point the point is, it's gonna get to the point where it's gonna be so normal to have Game Pass, you know? Yeah, it's so like having a Spotify membership, it'll be that freaking normal.
0: Yeah, but it's it's the Netflix of uh, of gaming, and and they've got a head mm-hmm. start on everyone else, and and I I think the blend into the X Cloud, so basically, they're gonna make it so like you can have a subscription and you don't need to buy a console. It's basically kind of what Amazon is trying to do with Luna and what Google is trying to do with Stadia. Xbox kind of already has those things in place and they have the game. So they're going to make it. So, Oh, you just buy a controller and you stick it in and then you open up, you know, um, some sort of, I don't know. Uh, may not open up. You, I guess on the TV, you would have to still buy some sort of streaming stick, but it'd be much, much cheaper, right? Like yeah. something that's like $50 to a hundred
1: dollars. Like you're probably, I was going to say, uh, very cheap. Easily, easily they'd be able to price it somewhere between 40 to 60 bucks i think yeah if they really wanted to and then just having a controller you got, they, they can sell them at a loss remember yeah you'd make the money back through subscriptions
0: yeah so i think the barrier of entry will be much uh smaller and and then yeah so i just think by that time people look starfield is already going to be xbox slash pc exclusive we know that they're getting people used to that I think by the time five years rolls around and Elder Scrolls 6, dude, I wouldn't hold my my point is if you are a PlayStation owner and you love uh, Elder Scrolls and you want to play six, get a PC or Xbox because I wouldn't hold, I wouldn't hold your breath that, that you are going to see the game there. That's just my speculation. I have no facts or anything. I'm just thinking of it from a business perspective. It just doesn't make any sense to to put it on a different uh platform at that point. Yeah. So. Um all right, uh, I think that's it. I mean, there was a lot more stuff he was talking about, a lot of he talked a lot about. I mean, the main reason they they, they kind of did the whole like we want to talk about Skyrim in the 10th anniversary edition. Ha ha, ha. and then start, you know, asking questions about Fallout 5 and <laughs> Elder Scrolls yeah. 6 and the Starfield Earth. and all that um that's kind of what What actually happened but so there's a you know The conversation's good and then they talk about If you're if you're a Bethesda fan if you're Like the you know all the previous Bethesda games and there's a lot Of questions and history about That in the the interview Um, All right let's move on to the next one This one's just a small little teaser poster That the the Mass Effect Twitter account Put out um, Of this crater With this ship which um, Is Is Park kind of next to it with uh, some people coming out. Uh, people are speculating that it is reminiscent of the Geth, uh, which were the kind of AI beings that were created by the Quarian. Um, remember, Legion was a Geth. Um, so people are kind of speculating that it, it might have something to do with that. You know, it's a cool poster um you know we we don't really know when the game is coming out yet uh but yeah it's, it's nice for them to just like give us little teases here and there what do you think
1: i didn't see it
0: <laughs> okay let me send it to you I, right now it's nothing that big i heard idea. i heard i
1: heard about it though and like it's kind of like teasing the future here uh potential a potential sequel or or not sequel but like a continuation you know what i mean yeah just message oh yeah i do i do remember seeing this actually yeah yeah Yeah.
0: hold on i'm gonna
1: it almost looks like a movie trailer like a movie poster you know
0: um
1: yeah it looks a lot like a movie poster that is cool though yeah well i mean look the, the 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 remaster was well received yeah you know, yeah.
0: Wonder if that will come on Game Pass. I guess it eventually come out on Game Pass because, or at least Game Pass EA. Ultimate, right? Because of EA Play. So
1: yeah, I I mean, yeah, I I if, if well, I mean, I don't know. I think cause does EA Play Ultimate include? So I mean, sorry, I mean Game Pass Ultimate includes EA Play, but I don't think it necessarily includes EA Play Plus which is like their full catalog. Uh like for instance you can play the Mass Effect games on Game Pass through EA Play, but you can't play the remaster, not yet at least. Like you can play the previous games yeah. of FIFA, but you can't play the latest yeah. one.
0: Yeah. I mean UFC 4 finally pop. But eventually on EA play. yes, it will
1: move, it will it will eventually move to EA Play. It'll move from EA Play Plus to EA Play not even, not anytime soon though i think
0: yeah. um all right let's move on to the next thing this is a small thing but perhaps will become bigger in the future which is netflix's gaming service is now available in the u.s so if you are a netflix subscriber and you've got a apple or android phone or tablet you can access these i mean these are all mobile type games uh we had talked about before that they had bought um an acquaintance of mine's uh, company, the, the why am I blanking? Night is it night school? Night school studios. Uh, the the people who made Oxenfree. Um, they had bought them, uh, and that's like the perfect type of game for like an iPad or, or whatnot. You know, mobile gaming because it's not super intense, yeah. graphic intensive, but it's also yeah. Night school studio. Uh, yeah. So yeah that's a uh, another you know
1: this it seems like uh, it seems like they they mainly led with the fact that they've got the stranger things games that you know they have the uh, stranger things the game or I think it's known as stranger things 1984 stranger things three the game uh, I think a couple other games that they have listed is shooting hoops teeter up card blast so yeah um, it'll be I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what it brings in the future. I don't think it's gonna be like, I don't think people are gonna be using it right away. You know what I mean? It's not like everyone's gonna be jumping to this right right off the bat. You know? Yeah, I
0: mean it's, the thing is, it, it's it's like the whole Game Pass thing in the sense of it's already free. Like you're not paying an extra for it, so it's yeah. free already to you. So
1: for I mean, me, I try out the Stranger Things three game. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah,
0: so it's like. Like for me, right? I'm not paying anything extra. I might as well just try it out, check out what they have and fool around with it. Like I said, I am not the core audience for this because I am not a mobile gamer. That's why uh, the Switch, while it has a lot of cool games, and I know it's not only mobile, but like that that aspect of it doesn't excite me like it excites other people. Uh, Maybe when I was younger and, you know, there was a lot of time that I could do it and run around but nowadays it's like if i'm not sitting in front of a, in, in my computer gaming or my tv at home i'm I, I i'm not gaming that's just that's just it i i don't have i don't have enough time <laughs> to 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 be able to to play it so I, I will go check it out but very unlikely that i will be like a, a major user of this service uh more likely what would happen is what they're doing with XCloud in the sense of where now I can play X cloud gaming with game pass games. And that being a thing where like, okay, I can bring my tablet to, I don't know, uh, to a place that I don't have my computer or TV, you know, and, and play. So,
1: and then play of, with your Xbox controller.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of more, more of what I, my mobile gaming, experience would, would would be be like so yeah so.
1: i think i think that's i think it's one of those things where mobile gaming should be in the case of like like you said with xcloud or nintendo switch the be- the games that work best on mobile are usually idle games you know or games mm-hmm. that games that are meant to be played in like increments of like an hour a day you know what i mean mm-hmm. those those tend to work best on mobile if, i mean you can tell just from looking at the yeah. app store and what's making the most money you know
0: um that you know, we played that 12 minutes game earlier uh, a few months mm. ago. That, that that's a, per- that's well a perfect as a mobile game, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that, that that I'd be interested in playing mobile, something like that. Um, all right, let's move on. This one I just kind of threw in there just because it seems like uh, China's is, is kind of coming up on,
1: on this. They're mm. not they're, they're like this caught me by surprise. I'll be honest. This you know, looks beautiful and fun.
0: It's uh these kind of almost triple A quality type games that we're getting out of China, but they're just from studios we haven't really, you know, expected these games from. This is uh this is
1: Honor of Kings world, uh, which is a a, a MOBA mobile for game. mobile, yes, a mobile a, a mobile MOBA which um I I play which is funny I played a lot of mobile MOBAs mm-hmm. uh, and I've never heard of this one before, like I'd heard of Legends and Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not but not honor I've never heard I mean I think I've heard of honor who knows maybe it's just not available in my country or something but yeah it has a what they said a hundred million daily users yes yeah. a hundred million users. one of the biggest gamers
0: in the world yeah
1: and it's uh, that's crazy um this, so th- I, all, all I know is that this video looks amazing dude it just it's, <laughs> I knew like, I knew it'd be right up your alley but it it makes me worried where it's like It just, it it looks like one of those trailers you see Uh for like a mobile game on your phone where it's like, look at this amazing world. And then you download the game and it has nothing to do with what you watched. You know, like it almost has that feeling where it's like, I'm going to play this game and it's going to be like a card game or something, you know? It's going to have nothing to do with what (laughs) what we just watched. Well,
0: remember, because this is not going to be a mobile game anymore. This is, they're doing... I mean, this is a proper AAA game. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's on the PC. There you, you know... You know, we we talked about uh, Black Myth: Sung Sun Kong that game, and that looks like a you know a triple. Even though the studio's not that big, but it looks like a triple A title, and that's from a China developer, and, and this is as well. So it feels like there's kind of a reser- how
1: colorful it is. It's so colorful. Then yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's a contrast, uh, between the, the, the Sumo-kun game, because that mm. one is kind of, look, it's not realistic because you obviously have fantastical elements, but it's a darker setting, right? It's a more, you know, uh, where this is a fantastical JRP, even though it's not a JRPG, but much more like a JRPG style game, right? It's a, I'm looking at it right now, and they're they're flying on this like, this spirit whale with wings. You know, like that's the t- the type of game. It looks more like Final you know, you Fantasy. You grew up in China, right? You no, grew I grew d- up in China, right? No, did you d- not? Oh, okay. No, I grew up in the U.S. See.
1: This reminds me of uh, cultivation manhwas, which uh, is I like. I don't know what that is. I read a lot of a uh, Chinese manga,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and their main their main like, their main theme is cultivation. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like they usually fly around on swords and it's like you got to cultivate yourself to become an in, immortal in, in eventually and you work your way up and it seems like it has a very similar setting to cult well cult like i said the cultivation is a very like big theme in i think it's korean and chinese like uh, manga mm-hmm. um and anime itself like a lot of a lot of chinese anime nowadays is about cultivation um so this seems like it's going to be very similar to that they even they even said here that the one part that made me think about that is yeah uh create your own story alongside the living legends of different schools of thought in the uh jeez academy um i'm not sure sure if i'm butchering that but yeah the fact that they're like the different schools of thought i was like oh this is 100% a hundred percent a cultivation themed mm-hmm. rpg which I think there is another one that we saw a while back that had a similar theme, but they didn't like dwell like dwell as deep. I think it was the one that we we a while ago. We watched a, a video about a guy whose sword is a dragon. If you I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. It was like a also I think a Chinese uh, company, and it also looks really really cool. Where it's like some, some kind of action RPG game. Mm-hmm. Um, that also had like a slight emphasis on cultivation, but this seems like it's a very deep like deeply embedded in like that in that theme that overall Mm -hmm. theme of like cultivation um chinese it's like it's like a trope in chinese uh, manga and anime Mm -hmm. uh and it's, it's one of those things where I for, for the past, like, three or four years, I've been thinking, like, it's such an incredibly popular genre in China. Why hasn't no one made a game out of it yet, you know? Or, like, a proper game. Like, I've played indie games about it where it's, like, you know, you click on books and you level up on <laughs> you're reading the books, you know what I mean? Whereas this, it's like, no, man, I want to... If I'm going to go on the path to becoming an immortal and becoming badass, I want to use those powers. And this, yeah, this game makes... It just makes sense. it's I think even even if this game had nothing to do with the main game that it's branching off of honor of kings which has a hundred million active players i feel like if this game had to come out of nowhere and if it wasn't tied to that incredibly large player base i think it still would have done incredibly well i think this if this game is is what it is i think it'll do very well it's one of those things where the game looks so beautiful like I don't want to be skeptical but it's like maybe the, maybe the world is not going to be that big or maybe the levels are going to be smaller than what you're expecting or
0: yeah we'll see I, I mean I, I just we'll I had no clue because I'm doing I'm looking at this, uh, these articles and I didn't know uh, Jinsen Impact was a Chinese game because it, it's so Japanese in its style um, Yeah, I've never played it but I'm talking about the animation style it is it is a Chinese game so um, they're definitely there's some sort of almost like mini revolution or maybe not revolutions kind of maybe overdone, but kind of a kind of a new a new wave, I guess, of of, of China based uh, titles that are coming out. Yeah. If you're talking
1: Interesting about... that there's so many amazing Chinese like games coming out from Chinese game studios. And then you see the gaming laws in China, you know what I yeah. mean? The, the parallel well yeah. then again i guess it's because they realize that even if the, the chinese might not be able to play, well I, I anybody who's not older than 18 i suppose is only allowed to play one hour a week or something <laughs> or one hour a day or i don't know what it is yeah but something you have to rem- like you have to remember but people they know over... their money's in export that's also, what I'm gonna say. they no. know their money's in export as well
0: but remember the the audience of the gaming audience is a lot older now than it used to be right oh, Ga- gaming also is not just true, yeah. kids you know when i was younger it was like literally only under eighteen, you know, we're playing games. Uh, very few adults are playing now. It's like, yeah. dude, the, the average age of gamers is much much higher now. Older gamers tend to play different types of games um, than younger people, um, but still, uh,
1: it's definitely. I mean, also, it's a it's like I said, it's a big genre. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a white boy from a South Africa, Dennis, mm-hmm. and the fact that I know about the cultivation genre. Mm-hmm. Like says a lot. There's gonna be people in Africa, Eastern Europe, all over the place. They're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh!" I, you know, they might be fans of the cultivation genre, mm-hmm. and they're finally getting a game. You know. Um.
0: So yeah, that's another game we, you know, be keep our eye on as well. Though I, I will say the name's a bit, you know, generic just in general. Yeah. You know? Um. But anyways. Uh, this next news topic was interesting. It's, it's not going to affect gaming much, um, I don't think. Uh, but it's just kind of an interesting topic, which just ha- got announced today, which is Unity, uh, which is a game engine. Like Unreal is a game engine. Uh, they bought uh, Peter Jackson's Weta Digital, uh, which is the VFX studio behind the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies. Um, it's just you know, interesting that a game engine company has the the money to purchase a movie VFX house. You know, mm. uh, they paid one point six two billion in cash and stock. Um, you know, and, and to see what what are they doing? You know, what are what what's their plan? Do
1: you think they're gonna branch off into TV? Because I mean, if you think like, look, Riot's, well, first of all, I guess we haven't got it on our list, but we may as well talk about it. Arcane, the League of Legends animated series, was very well received. People mm-hmm. were really enjoying it. A lot of streamers, a lot of gamers, uh, and people are hoping to see more shows from Riot in the future. Mm-hmm. And Riot is a video game developer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, maybe I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're thinking of the same thing. Like maybe they're thinking, hey, let's let's delve into the animation world or into the, the yeah, series
0: but well, it, you know? yeah. But it's interesting. They're coming from instead of a content production or creation, it's more from a like as a service, right? A VFX, yeah. Because what is a VFX service house? They're not. Yes, they're creating the visual effects, but they're not. You know what I mean? What is not creating? They're not producing Lord of the Rings, right? It's produced. Lord of the Rings is hiring them to yeah. do the work, you know? So that's and same with, Un- or sorry, not unreal, but unity. They're the tool, right? Uh, unity is the tool. So I don't know, maybe, maybe unity is going to get some of the technology that, that they have and, and integrate that into unity. Maybe they felt that, uh, I don't know if you know much about, but unreal right now is actually having kind of a, um, big moment in f- film and television production. Um, they're starting to use Unreal into environments yeah. so in, in film and television so maybe Unity feels like they I think need it's something um,
1: because one of my I, I watched uh, one of my YouTubers I'm subscribed I'm sub- blah, 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 English wow I'm talking too fast there one of the YouTubers I'm subscribed to he did a feature length movie in Unreal Engine he did the entire thing in his house mm-hmm. like he just green screened his garage parts of his room and I believe he did pretty much the entire like feature movie in unreal. And it looked like star Wars level, like quality. It looked like a star Wars quality movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So uh, clearly like he, he, he applied it, you know, he applied that, like uh, that theory and it worked out. And then I think a lot of film direct, a lot of, a lot of people in the film industry saw that and said, yeah, this, this is good. This will work, especially with the newest engine, Then the new, with the new unreal engine, it's going to be so easy to just work on crowds like things like coliseums, you know what I mean? Um, stadiums. Like, it's going to be used a lot. Like, I mean, those are a couple simple things it'll be used for, but I'm sure it'll be used for more intricate things than that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think this is the last thing on my list. I'm sure you have some stuff on my, on my list Is Sega and Microsoft announce uh, a gaming strategic alliance um, that will. For, for cloud gaming. Yes. Sega's going to produce games built on the. Uh, Microsoft's Azure cloud platform, and they're going to work together to create new and innovative games. We don't know what that exactly is, um, but it's just interesting because, you know, as someone who was more of a Sega guy than a Nintendo guy, once Sega kind of Dreamcast was their last um, console. My progression to Microsoft's uh, Xbox, I almost felt like that was the path from Sega to, you know, like mm. instead of Sony or to Nintendo,
1: it was I, like they said it's like the closest thing to a Dreamcast 2.0 was the yeah. Xbox.
0: Yeah, so just it, they seem to always have kind of a natural fit together. Though in recent years, with Sonic and some other thing properties, Sega has done a lot of stuff with Nintendo recently. Um, a, a, as well, but yeah, I just, uh, thought that was an interesting development we'll
1: see how that goes
0: in the future. Um, all right. Uh, what do you got?
1: Uh, I got, I got a bunch of little stuff, but I got? am however going to try to speed through them just cause it's two fifteen in the morning. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, this kind of made the rounds. I'm sure you saw this cause it like, uh, kind of went viral. Um, but yeah, they're making. There's a there's remake a of Bloodborne coming out. A uh, make. So, like, what's a like demake? a retro remake. Oh, like it's it's I when see. somebody takes a game and they try to make I it see. look like it's on PlayStation 2 or PlayStation see, 1 I graphics.
0: See. I see what you're saying. And of...
1: people are, like, low key excited for it. It's literally the entire Bloodborne game, but they're calling it the PS1 make. And there's something about this retro vibe that I'm loving. Like, I, I definitely want to play it. Uh, there's like a, you know, there's, what's the release date here? Um, what was it? It's funny because this, this whole game came out of some, a joke from 2015 where they made like viral pictures, like screenshots. And then people were like, we'd actually play it. Hold on. Let me skip to the end here so I can see the release trailer. It's coming out, uh, 2022. Mm Mm-hmm uh first of what's oh, oh, oh january january 2022 i think because it's literally engineered for the playstation one i think you have to have a playstation one emulator to play it which is hilarious mm-hmm. like I, they're, I don't know how they're gonna make money off of this its it's got to be like free you know what i mean yeah, you yeah. can't really charge for that no you uh, cannot. but it, it looks interesting people are excited about it it made the made the the rounds most re and this is very recent like yesterday this new game popped up which looks very interesting it's a dark souls game actually for me it looks more like bloodborne but bloodborne is also a dark souls type game yeah but it's pinocchio
0: yeah i saw something <laughs> about yeah. that, uh, Lies that a- of P. Yeah, uh that it was taking that that kind of story and then mm. and turn it into to that type of atmosphere. And I saw they had like a concept
1: art or whatever. I don't know if it's
0: a concept art or a screenshot. And it looked very dark and disturbing.
1: Oh, yeah. It is very dark and disturbing. Uh, it seems like it's... Um, oh, it's from a South Korean developer. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's going to be coming out uh, on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC in 2023. So still a, a while away, obviously. But wow, what an... Like obscure and dark-looking game, you know, it doesn't look scary, but it's just to like. There's something like uneasy about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> Pinocchio, man, in a Dark Souls game, so that's interesting, worth mentioning. Um, the De- De- Devil May Cry is working on a animated series, which is great because. Most likely going to be like Castlevania-type animation, but uh, Devil May Cry did do uh, an actual anime like with Square Enix. They did an actual anime in the early 2000s, which I loved, one of my favorite animes. But they said that they have a story with Dante and Virgil that will arch over multiple seasons. So they're planning on having, if they say multiple seasons, I'm assuming at least three seasons of Devil Mm -hmm. May Cry. Uh, I'm excited about this. There hasn't been a lot of talk about it, Except for the fact that the Devil May Cry producer has assured the entire world that Chris Pratt is not Dante. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the reason that this went viral. He was yeah. he assured everyone, don't worry, Chris Pratt will not be pl- doing the voice of Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. That's going to be quite sick. Um, I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Forza, but Forza Horizon 5's sign language interpreters mm-hmm. are a huge step for gaming um yeah this is the only game i know of that has sign language interpreters mm. like there's like a sign language interpreter on screen for you doing the sign like that's really cool like that's super inclusive you know yeah they, like uh, microsoft
0: yeah. has really moved towards this accessibility like you see it with mm. their controllers and and whatnot you even see like um in the game when you are designing your character you can wear prosthetics
1: yeah that's the oh yeah we forgot to mention that you can yeah you can wear prosthetics they're all about accessibility and what's fair and like it makes sense too because you don't need hearing to be able to play a racing game you know you can feel it in the controller like um it's unfortunate that this game is not going to be on sony because i feel like it would have been amazing with haptic feedback you know with the triggers and stuff it really would have been next level with this game uh but yeah, that's I'd say that's that's breaking boundaries. Look, there are very very few games where you actually could include this because it mm-hmm. would, you know, be taking up too much or be distracting. Yeah. But for the cutscenes in a racing game, Hell yeah, you know, like I like I feel like if they should have added it for the previous Need for Speed game too or something, you know. Um maybe even for RPGs, you know, like like especially uh like choice-based RPGs, you know, that could could mm-hmm. work out quite well. And then this is something I've actually been talking about for a while, which blew up, which is Crab Game, which is a free-to-play version of Squid Game on Steam. I downloaded it for shits and giggles. Um, It's actually low-key fun. It's kind of like, it's like someone took the idea of uh, Free Guys. Sorry, Full Guys. Wow, Free Guys. Full Guys are just a bunch of Ryan Reynolds running around. Mm -hmm. No, Full Guys. Um, It's like someone took the idea of that, but then they modeled the people after Squid Game characters, and everyone has voice chat so you can just walk up to someone and talk to them which unfortunately means that every lobby you join is the most racist homophobic sexist place so, in the world that is unfortunate but the game is fun uh, so if yeah. you can get like you can make a private lobby and get like 20 or 40 friends together which is a lot of people but like if you if you, if everybody gets a friend you guys can like make a safe lobby where no one's rude to each other and you just play squid game and it's actually kind of fun and it's free like it is blowing up all over twitch they keep playing it
0: yeah it's uh the whole on <laughs> when you're talking about like going to online live i played uh, a lot of back for blood uh recently and you know it like matches you up with people and like dude oh yeah like, oh yeah and, and, and the thing is they're not even it's competing bad. against me you know what i mean i'm not even playing pvp i'm playing you know we're playing pve imagine a competitive game yeah we're well, playing p-
1: squid game imagine squid game a game where people start teaming up forming alliances yeah because it even has a point in time in the game where like like in squid game so the lights go out like you're in the dorms where all the freaking like bunk beds are and like some people have knives some people have katanas and you're just in the dark i usually just hide underneath a bed and mm-hmm. pray for pray to dear god nobody kills me while the dark mm-hmm. like the lights are out and people are just like saying the worst things when the lights are out to each other it's horrible it's literally the most toxic thing i've ever experienced in my life But like i said you can make a private lobby and just invite your friends even if it's just 10 people you can have fun but the more the merrier you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if you can get like 40 people you know like if you if i was in school right now i would like get all my classmates come play a crab game with me you know it would be hilarious yeah um but yeah that recently blew up uh this is surprising i'm surprised you didn't bring this up dennis but there has been an oculus quest update that Will I think let you know if children run into your? You know the, the you can dedicate a zone mm-hmm. for your so you don't walk into your like um, shelves and couches and stuff. Apparently there's a sensor that helps pick up kids because people were just <laughs> hitting children. Because if you're in VR and a kid comes running running at you, you don't know there's a kid right in front of you. And if you're swinging a sword around, you're bound to hit hit the kid. You know. So yeah, Oculus Quest update helps you not punch children. That's what they've decided to go with here for the headline. Hmm. Um, There's literally a whole video about it, like breaking down, like how it tracks them and stuff. It's called the Guardian system. Um, It it works in conjunction with the existing Guardian system. Uh, Let's see here. It allows players to set boundaries. Um, The space sense works uh, with objects up to nine feet away. Um, Meaning you'll have plenty of warning if your unsupervised baby cousin uh wanders too close to your flailing vr distracted body which honestly that's a problem i never thought of but i get it makes sense it's probably something that happens quite often is you're in vr and if you have like a a nephew or a niece or a kid and they come running up to you and they don't know you're in vr you just end up smacking them you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh this is small just worth mentioning because i think it's adorable but twitch has added a category for cute streams of animals. A lot of people like to stream their pets on Twitch. Now there's a category for it. So you can just stream cute animals for people to look at. Oh, we already spoke about this um, Honor of Kings game, which looks amazing. Oh, Back for Blood. Um, Speaking of Back for Blood, they uh, did the roadmap that reveals uh, there's a new co-op mode coming out, a new difficulty, and solo offline release timing, um, which I'm not too sure that really means.
0: Yeah, I don't know either.
1: Uh, but yeah, Back for Blood is going to get a bunch of new features in December uh, and in 2022. Uh, there's like uh, there's going to be a new co-op mode, a new difficulty level, and even an offline mode. So they're going to do proper offline mode, which will be really nice in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but um, also there was a topic there was a topic saying that there were more people playing Left 4 Dead 2 than Back for Blood, but I th- think that's because they're just basing it off of the Steam numbers, mm-hmm. like. I'm sure the majority of people on ba- playing Back for Blood probably got it through Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Or even so, it's like, of course, Left 4 Dead 2 is going to. It was just Halloween recently, and Left 4 Dead 2 costs like a dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> so obviously, there were a lot of people playing it recently. If you looked at the statistics recently, yes, more people are playing Left 4 Dead 2 than Back for Blood, but that's because the game's priced differently, and um, they're probably not taking into consideration Game Pass numbers. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which. If anybody is ever in the loop with uh, drama and news going on in the world and horrible things, then I'm sure you guys have heard about the Astro World concert with Travis Scott. It was a horrible tragedy that happened; uh, a, lot, a couple people died. But uh, Fortnite decided to pull Travis Scott, Travis Scott's emote from Fortnite. Now I'm not too sure what that really does. You know, I'm. Uh, I guess it raises awareness to the issue. Well, or maybe they don't want it because, look, his emote was him pumping up and down mm-hmm. uh, a mic stand that's on fire. Like, so yeah. I guess it does kind of. It does, I, think, it like, I, I think they yeah. just
0: want to eliminate any type of mocking. legal issue or no mocking yeah. or
1: mocking too. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Making but light, way, light, yeah. of light of the situation.
1: Yeah, either way, they, they got they got rid of the emote um i'm sure that sucks for travis because he was a fan of the game then again he's got bigger issues on his plate right now um oh i already spoke about this but the devil may cry animated Mm -hmm. series is going to be told over multiple uh multiple seasons um oh yeah nintendo isn't ruling out acquiring companies instead they're prioritizing on investing in its existing studios so Though it may be too late, in my opinion, when they decide to. Nintendo does seem like it will be acquiring companies in the future, but because it's not an it's priority, I think it's gonna be more like they're just I mean, gonna kind of get what's left over, you know?
0: I mean Nintendo has always stayed alive because of their first party exclusives, right? I mean that's like exactly, nine ninety yeah. percent of you know, uh why Nintendo is, you know, profitable and still still versus like What happened with sega Mm. sega just they did have some first party stuff that was good but it wasn't to that level of of dedicated fans that like nintendo has with mario and zelda and all the mario offshoots yeah pokemon is still killing it yeah yeah
1: like just off of mario and pokemon alone they're killing it
0: i know sega had a lot of franchises that just kind of like are beloved but they're not Hard, there's not enough, you know. What I mean, like other well, than they didn't, push,
1: they didn't push it. Yeah, you
0: know? they also let a lot of IP die. I mean, remember they used to have some exactly. They had, they, a, lot,
1: they had a lot of IP le, die. Uh,
0: Daytona 500 was a racing game when we talked about racing games earlier today. Like a game that I played, you know, like Daytona 500. You, I mentioned Sega Rally. They had, you know, Golden Axe. They had, you know, they had a lot of those type of Golden IPs. Golden Axe,
1: there. man, what a great game!
0: But they just let those things, you know, Streets of Rage. There's just a lot of these things just ended up, kind of going. You know what? That's nowhere. the saddest
1: thing is Streets of, Streets of Rage has had so many spiritual successors that have done what like financially well mm-hmm. that it just goes to show that if they did have to continue with Streets of Rage, it would have kept making money. You know? I mean,
0: they had a recent one. Was it Four Streets of Rage Four that was kind of the animated yeah. style or whatever? But yeah, they just have a lot of these name brand properties that they kind of let wither away where nintendo kind of really put their full force of energy behind their stuff i mean you know legend of zelda is still you know considered a top tier triple a title you know and some people like yeah
1: this was the this was the news that this was based upon which makes sense to me i didn't even know that this was a third-party developer but luigi's mansion 3 apparently the developer was not nintendo so mm-hmm. nintendo is going to acquire that studio which makes sense the game did really yeah. well yeah uh, why not um but yeah that is the last little bit of news i have uh, i mean the last thing i have here I already spoke about which is that total war warhammer 3 the release date was announced and it's coming to game pass on day one that's february 17 2022 it's the day before my birthday so i'm literally going to be playing this on my birthday looking forward to that nice. that is all the news i've got for us this week
0: cool Um, uh, i mentioned before i was playing let's just talk quickly about what we've been playing uh obviously last night uh forza horizon five uh i'm probably gonna play more of that Uh I played a lot of back for blood this past week i'm almost done with the game i think i'm like halfway through act three uh so it's it's like four or five more levels and i should be done uh and then forgotten city i've been playing
1: um which oh, is nice. on Game I, haven't, Pass. I haven't gotten i've have not gotten to that yet what's
0: interesting is that it used to be a skyrim mod and then they basically took rebuilt it from scratch in unreal um yeah. but it, but I mean, if it, look, you, it looked great yeah i mean the graphics look a lot better but then but the way that the game is, it still looks like it's using the, cre- even though it's not using the creator engine, but, you know, it has the whole Bethesda, the Bethesda look of, oh, okay, when you talk to someone, then their head comes here, and then here's the options, to t- you know what I mean? It just, ha- it has like that the, feel the, to the it. The
1: interface, yeah, the interface as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah.
1: Alright, I mean, I've been playing the, well, I've been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game, because I just bought it recently. Uh, also been playing Forza Horizon. Uh, been, uh Not been playing much of it. I want to hopefully play more of that game tomorrow uh been playing valorant as usual because it's one of those games where if i stop playing it my aim will go away so i need to keep playing it um and then let's see what else was what else was i playing man hold on the guardians of the galaxy game forza i've been playing a lot of valorant and then um what was it i'm, I'm blanking right now uh, i'm blanking uh anyways well those are the games i've mainly been playing uh for the most part cool
0: um, all right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for us here uh, at Revog Games. You can uh, post your comments below if you're watching the YouTube channel or if you're listening to uh, the podcast. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter. That's at Revog Games. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Revog. You can find me on Twitter at ThinkHero or Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. Josh, where can people find you?
1: You guys can find me on Twitch at... Um... I believe the the link will be in the, uh, in the description as well, but that's yeah. twitch.tv forward slash It's Thespis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually going to be joining YouTube soon because I just found out recently that I can cross stream. So um, look out for me in the comment section. You guys, might, you guys might find me in the comment section of this video or our next video. Cool. So if you guys have any questions, I'll be sure to answer them down below as well.
0: All right. Until next time, we'll see you guys later.
1: See you later.